Well, this morning we're going to be in John chapter 1. The last time I spoke, we were at the last chapter of John, and so this morning I thought, hey, let's go back to the first chapter. Jump around a lot, keep you guessing as to where we're going to be. Um, we're in a series talking about conversations with Jesus. If you would uh, ever have the opportunity to talk with Jesus, uh, I'll... Sometimes, if you like, I would really like to know. You can drop me a note or tell me uh, after church or after the service today, if you're here, uh, what you would love to talk to Jesus about, what the conversation would be about. Um, we're in the process, though, of looking at some of the conversations that Jesus had with people 2,000 years ago as he was walking the face of the earth, uh, as he talked to men and women in those days. And, uh, you know, maybe the topic you would talk to Jesus about is going to come up. We don't know. Um, but today we're going to be in John chapter 1. This is like at the very beginning of Jesus' ministry. Um, we're going to, the conversation we're going to focus on is a conversation Jesus had with Nathaniel, one of his disciples, Nathaniel. But to get the backstory, we're going to... I'm going to kind of back up if you're in your Bibles and you're trying to go, okay, where's he at? I'm going to kind of look at start, starting around verse 35, Mark chapter 1, or John chapter 1. Uh, John chapter 1, about verse 35. Uh, there's like three paragraphs that start with these three words, the next day. Um, the next day. We're not exactly sure... The day, so the day after where the first one was, right? <laughs> Apparently, there were a group of uh, a delegation of people sent from the ruling religious leaders to speak to John. John was baptizing people and saying all kinds of wild and crazy things about how people ought to live, particularly about. King Herod and how he had taken his brother's wife, and that was, you know, not appropriate behavior uh, for people who called themselves Jews. And uh, God's people, he said, you know, that's just not right. You're stealing your brother's wife. Uh, you're that's, hey, let's just face that's bad behavior. That's I'm dating myself, but that's Jerry Springer show stuff. Uh, yeah, some of you know what I'm talking about. Okay, that's. I was almost afraid to say it, but some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, and, and John the Baptist, he's out, John the Baptizer, he's out there going, calling them out, this is wrong. And then when people are going, yep, 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 he's going, and some of you aren't living any better than that, and he started calling them out. Uh-oh. Uh, he would call out Roman soldiers, he would call out religious leaders, he would call out tax collectors, he would call out everybody. Said, listen, if you want to get on board with what God's about to do in our world, you better be baptized. You better turn around and get your act together. We'll focus your life on God and not on all this other stuff. That's what he was doing. So these people are going, hmm, who does this guy think he is? So they sent a delegation to him, and they said, are you the Messiah? No. Are you the prophet? This is somebody that Moses said was going to come. A uh, long time ago, before this, and he said, "No, I'm not the prophet." Are you Elijah? He said, "Well, of course not." We take a look at me. I'm not nearly old enough to be Elijah. Yeah. 
he was playing with them a little bit there. Because honestly, he wasn't Elijah, but he was doing the work of Elijah. But they weren't ready to hear, even if he had told them. And then he went on to tell them, there's one coming who's much greater than I am. And when he comes, he's going to baptize with the Holy Spirit, not water. He's going to change people, turn them upside down, inside out, and right side up. He's going to fix people. He's not just going to tell them to turn around. He's going to fix them with the presence of God's Holy Spirit in their life. And I'm not worthy to even untie his sandals. And then the next day, John is there with two of his disciples and he sees Jesus and he says, look, that's the Lamb of God. <clears throat> and those two disciples heard him say it and they followed Jesus and they ended up spending the rest of the day with him. And Andrew was one of those disciples. Uh, and he's one of those two that followed Jesus that day. And the first thing that Andrew did after spending that after the rest of that day with Jesus was Andrew went and found his brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah. And he brought his brother Simon, or we often call him Peter. That's a more common name. He brought his brother Peter to Jesus. And now, we're in John chapter 1, verse 43. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. He decided to go back up north, apparently. And he went and he found a guy named Philip, and he said to Philip, follow me. But Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. And Philip found Nathaniel and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything come, good come from there? Nathaniel asked. Yeah. I always, you know, how many people, you know, it's like, for those of you who grew up on this side of the river, the east side, can anything good come from over there? And some of you who grew up on the east side are going to the west side or the south end. Can anything good, you know, right? Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Detroit, can anything good come out of there? Well, a few cars, maybe, sometimes. Used to when they made Pontiacs. I'm sorry, that's personal opinion. Okay, so what does, what does Philip do when Nathaniel slams Jesus? For being from Nazareth. Does he get into a big debate with him? Does he get a whole bunch of friends together to argue with Nathaniel? No. He doesn't. Listen to what he says. Come and see. Come and see, said Philip. And when the, Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said of him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. So Jesus appears to be making a reference to Psalm 32, verse 2. 
Uh, Psalm 32 says, says this, Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not count against him, and in whose spirit is no deceit. It goes on to say, When I kept silent, my bones wasted away, and then I said, I will confess my transgressions, and when I did, you forgave me. So the psalm writer, in Psalm 32, the psalm writer was focused on confession and forgiveness. He wasn't saying, you know, this person with the spirit of no deceit was a person who didn't ever do anything wrong or had no sin in their lives. What he said was, this is a person who honestly confessed their brokenness to the Lord. It so appears that Jesus says, that Nathaniel faces and confesses his failures frankly. And Nathaniel, it tells us in verse 48, Nathaniel, how do you know me? How do you know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. How do you know me? I think every single human being who ever encounters Jesus has that kind of question. How do you know me? But once they really recognize the fact that Jesus knows them, they begin to go, how do you know me? And I think his answer I'm going to call it our sermon in a sentence for the day. It's the same basic answer that Jesus gave to Nathaniel. I saw you before. I saw you before. He said to Nathaniel, I saw you before Philip found you to bring you here. He could have said, I saw you before your bar mitzvah. He could have said, I saw you before you were born. He could have said, I saw you before creation. In fact, you're one of the reasons the cosmos exists. I saw you before. So, Nathaniel, this guy who says, can anything good come from Nazareth? And, and responds to Philip's invitation, come and see, interacts with Jesus in like less than a minute. He declares, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. There is no doubt in Nathaniel's mind he has really met the Messiah. And Jesus said, you believe because I told you, I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than that. And then he added, very truly, you. Uh, in talking to all of them that were there. So I'm going to change it so that we can understand it in English. Uh, very truly, I tell all y'all, all you all will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. On me. What he says. How do you know me? I saw you before. I saw you before. 
As I'm looking at this, the first thing I notice about these two disciples that Andrew and Philip. Andrew, the first thing he did, he went and found his brother and brought him to Jesus. And Jesus went and found Philip and said, follow me. And the first thing he did is he went and found Nathaniel and said, I want you to meet Jesus. And he said, he came from the other side of the river. Who can get a seat? And he says, come and see. When we know Jesus, when we start following Jesus, one of the first things we want to do is invite other people to see Jesus. We want to invite people to see Jesus. We want to say, come and see Jesus. And when they meet him, he's going to say to them, I saw you before. I know you. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, out in the streets and alleys and highways of life, there are all kinds of people that are tired and sad. And some whose lives seem to be going really well. But help us to carry the light of your love where darkness reigns even when it appears to be all sunshine and roses. Help us to bring people to you, Jesus. Make us a blessing. Make me a blessing. We want Jesus to shine out of our lives and we ask you to help us to invite someone with that simple Phrase, a simple sentence from Philip. Come and see. Help us to understand we don't need to argue. We just need people to meet you. We just want them to meet you. Once they've met you, you will do for them the same things you've done for us. Make us a blessing to somebody. Again, thank you. Particularly, I want to thank, uh, at this point, I want to address those who have joined us online. If you uh, have not already done so, I want to invite you to join the Champions of Hope Facebook group. Uh, there's a link in the description of our event for you to do that. You can receive, uh, through their unique content, uh, there's opportunities to connect with uh, others who are also involved in infusing people with the hope of Jesus. Whether you are on site or online, you are sent. And so as you go to live as sent ones, my prayer that the beauty of Jesus will shine in your eyes and that the love of Jesus will shine in your actions and that the wisdom of Jesus will shine in your words and that the grace of Jesus will flow from your heart into the lives of each and every person you meet. So go. You are sent. In Jesus' name.